Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports and Other But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, March 30th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. If you have a dental emergency, Dr. Mike O'Neill still doing work on people with dental emergencies. 317-849-2933. There's some news in the world of sports. There's no sports going on. Nothing's being played except for Russian table tennis. But by God, there are sports news items to be discussed. The NABC has named its annual award winners. That's the National Association of Basketball Coaches. Obi Toppin, Player of the Year, out of Dayton. Anthony Grant, the Coach of the Year, out of Dayton. The Defensive Player of the Year, Luca Garza, out of Iowa. My only question is, okay, was Dayton great because of Obi Toppin, or was it great because of Anthony Grant? The Coach of the Year should be a guy who takes mediocre tools but fashions incredible results. The Player of the Year should be a guy who plays so well that he allows a team to be successful where in his absence they wouldn't be. So which is it? Is it the coach? Is it the player? The NABC? They said it was both. I guess that's fine. Uh, Ricky Lindo Jr. of Maryland, he's going to enter the transfer portal. That doesn't mean that he's necessarily leaving. What it means is that schools can contact him and kind of kick the tires and say, hey, you want to come over here? I, we don't know what in the world's going to go on over the course of the next, how, how many months we got? Seven months until the beginning of uh, of college basketball season so what happens in those seven months god almighty who knows who knows when the nba draft is going to be people are entering their name into eligibility for the nba draft but are they going to stay in the draft how's all that going to work out what's the timeline for the nba draft going to be when are players going to be allowed to say you know what's that last opportunity as they decline to go to the nba draft and they return to school what's school going to look like in the fall as we get toward August, we have no idea. You know, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? We just don't know the answers to a whole lot of different questions. We don't know when the NBA is coming back. We don't know when Major League Baseball is coming back, football. We kind of don't know how that's going to work. Minicamp and OTAs, that kind of thing. Those are going to be forestalled. Is that going to affect the beginning of the NFL season as a whole? The lack of a spring camp? 
What's that going to do to college football? The NBA, if they push their season forward a couple of months, right, which seems inevitable now, what kind of a season are they going to have moving forward? And is that going to become kind of the permanent schedule? The Olympics have been moved to next summer. So many things up in the air because we just don't know what the hell's going on with the coronavirus. These are interesting times. And I'm telling you, the smart organizations are going to benefit from this. The NBA is going to be a better operation because of the coronavirus and this sort of pause button that everybody has hit on our lives that we have all hit on our own lives, and that the government's hit for us in some cases. This is really interesting. You never waste a crisis, right? And uh, Adam Silver, smart enough, the, the commissioner of the NBA, to know that you don't waste a crisis. There are a lot of things that kind of need to... Inertia is a tough thing to overcome. It's kind of the gravity of business, right? It's an immutable law. Inertia, what are we right now? That tends to be what you will be moving forward. You'd like to make changes, but man, making those changes, that comes at a cost. And that cost, if you've got a situation like this, you defer that cost. Or that cost no longer is relevant to you. Because every rule has gone out the window. So let's talk about revamping the schedule. It's never made any sense. The way the draft and free agency and all those things have worked with the NBA, their off-season calendar has been completely insane for the longest time. Now you get a chance to kind of kind of redo all of that. How about the schedule, just the overall schedule for the NBA? Why in the world do they start in late October, mid-October now? And why did they wrap up in June? The gyms, you've got air conditioning just as much as you got heat. So it's not a matter of fan comfort inside the arena. That maybe used to be a thing. TV ratings in June, it was important. TV was for car dealers and that kind of thing to have huge listenership in June. So the NBA, they put their finals there, I guess. I mean, I hear all kinds of crazy things. Why? Why can't you have the NBA Finals in August? Why don't we do that? You know, why don't we start the NBA season on Christmas? You know, and, and time it so that 20, 12 months a year, we've got the NFL, or we've got the NBA, or we've got both. Why in the world do we, do we have this massive overlap where really what you've got, you've got the NFL season starting, let's say, September 8th, and then you've got the NBA regular season starting about October 15th or 16th. And then both those sports running concurrent from the middle of October until the beginning of February. Why? Why does that make sense for the NBA? So anyway, you're going to see a lot of these organizations, a lot of leagues, really kind of look at their, their practices and maybe they do kind of a revamp because they're not going to bear the cost of what a revamp normally would be. They're not going to have to get the owners together in a room and say, hey, look, I know we're going to take it in the shorts for the next two years as we change all of this stuff, but we got to change. People are going to be resistant to that because people are always resistant to change. Change occurs when the pain of change is outweighed by the pain of the status quo. That's when change occurs. Learned that from a very smart guy, the great Tom Severino, general manager at MS Indianapolis for 15 years. Learned that. And he was exactly right. Well, right now, the pain of the coronavirus is more, is greater than any other pain 
So that's what we're looking at. Now that all other pains pale in comparison to what this virus has caused, you can do, you're playing with the house's money now. Um, let's talk about another, another change that people are talking about, and that is extending the scholarships and collegiate eligibility for those who played in winter sports but didn't see their sports reach conclusion with their national tournaments. I don't know. You know what? I, I can't get all worked up over this in either direction because we're worried about other stuff. This is really is kind of getting into the weeds with the details of a bunch of stuff where what it seems to be, and, and we tend to look at collegiate athletes through this prism, a bunch of pampered you know, teens to early 20-somethings are whining because bad stuff happened to them. And they don't think it's fair. Well, you know what? In life, a lot of things aren't fair. But let me, let me ask you a question about that, that that maybe brings some focus to it. Is this fair? If the seniors are allowed to come back, the juniors become seniors, the seniors are seniors again. So let's take, for instance, Indiana, because I'm most uh, aware of their roster situation. Devontae Green and Deron Davis, they're the seniors Okay, they would be welcomed back for a fifth year of eligibility. But you've got Al Durham and Justin Smith, who are, and uh, also you've got um, Joey Brunk, who will be coming back for their se- their real senior years. So you would be plus two in the roster department. How about those schools who had five seniors or six seniors this past year, right? And they come back. And then you've got a you've got a class, a recruiting class with five or six people who replace all of those scholarships. All of a sudden, you've got a roster of like nineteen scholarship athletes. But in Indiana's case, you keep the two. And in Indiana's case, that is a lesser financial burden than it would be for other schools who would be adding six. And the financial burden, let's face it, Jay Billis said this today on ESPN, and I've always said this, uh, college athletic departments who cry poor, they're just they're crying poor because the money has moved from the school's right pocket to its left pocket. It's a zero-sum game, these scholarships. The only real cost for these scholarships is in an additional desk in a classroom. That's it. That's it. Other than, you know, the hard costs like food, you, you got to feed these guys, you know, and girls. You got to do that. But other than that, it's really the, the cost quotient isn't really too gigantic. It, it's not that big a pill for these schools to swallow. Um, but for, so financially, I don't think it costs a lot. But from a fairness perspective, how about the kids? How about a guy, uh, these recruits coming in? For Indiana, Jordan Geronimo and uh, uh, Galloway, Trey Galloway and Anthony Leal, who are coming in. And all of a sudden, instead of competing with another, uh, what, those three and another eight or nine, all of a sudden you've got 11. And all of a sudden your bench is like crazy and you've got walk-ons who have been there. What are you going to do? Like, that's not a really big problem, is it? You know, we should all have such such problems in our lives. But it, what it sounds like to me are a bunch of athletes who are carping uh, about a lack of fairness because some kids didn't get to complete their conference tournaments and nobody got to play in the NCAA tournament. And so they're upset because that's not fair. What do you do for high school kids? 
with, with the IHSAA, who didn't get a chance to play in their state tournament. Look at Anthony Leal again. Anthony Leal at Bloomington South, they're undefeated, right? Going into the state tournament, they're all ready for the sectional, and boop, the plug is pulled correctly, and they don't get to compete in, in a, a state high school basketball championship their senior year where they had a pretty damn good chance of winning it and building great memories, you know, is that fair? No, but you're not going to bring back the senior class of high schools to come and do a fifth year, for God's sake, because these guys didn't get to play in a basketball tournament because baseball and track and field didn't get a chance to happen because nobody gets to go to their graduation ceremonies. And so do you You give people a fifth year, you allow people to turn back the clock. It seems stupid. It seems petty. It doesn't seem to make sense. You had what you had. And if you don't get to go to a graduation ceremony or you don't get to play in a tournament, that's the way it goes. You know, you cannot turn back the clock and pretend that this didn't happen and that we're just suspending time. You know, it's not like because of the coronavirus, when we get to, let's say, June, hopefully, knock wood, we get to June and everything's okay. We get to resume our lives as we knew them in some respects during that month. It's not like, oh, no, we're, uh, it's not June 1st. We're going to call this March 1st because the last three months were just unfair to everybody. That's not the way this goes. Stuff happens. It's not good. It's not fair. We're trying our best. Everybody is to kind of make do and figure out ways to adjust and be nimble and, and kind of replate our lives to accommodate for this virus for the period of time that it is uh, problematic in this country, which will be until a vaccine is developed and approved and utilized, mass-produced, and everybody's got it. At that point, we don't worry about the coronavirus anymore. Until that point, we worry about this stuff, and our lives are going to be different because that's the way this works. That's the way life is. And, and for people in their late teens or 20s to think, oh, you know, this isn't fair, we need, uh, we need to petition the NCAA for some kind of redress to fix these problems. I, I think that that's just silly. It's, it's unreasonable, uh, I think. Um, you know, and, and what, do you do, what do you do with the schools? And this, this counts for about, what, a third a, a third of the schools still had games to play. Two-thirds of schools in Division One basketball, they were done. Their season had ended. So, like if you're in the Missouri Valley, whose uh, conference tournament concluded the weekend before the Big Ten and the SEC and, and most of the Power Five conferences, in fact, all of the Power Five conferences, so if you're Evansville, because you weren't going to go to the NCAA tournament, the NIT, the CBI, or the CIT. Your season was done, finito. Your seniors, do they get thrown to the wind, or do they get to come back? How do you balance that playing field? How do you level that in, in, in a way that makes it fair for everybody? This is just, it's not lost time, all right? This is time lost, there's a difference. Opening day at Wrigley Field was going to be today. Cubs were going to play. It's cloudy and 48 degrees in the city of Chicago right now as I speak. And I got to tell you, 
Um, that would have been 41,000 people at the corner of Clark and Addison freezing their asses off because there is no place on the planet. And this includes like the Arctic Circle, Antarctica, uh, coldest places go up to Nome, Alaska. Forget about it. There is no colder place on this planet than Wrigley Field with the wind blowing in off the lake. All right. And it's 48 degrees. That's the coldest place on the planet. You can't wear enough coats and enough mittens and enough hats to stay warm at Wrigley Field, given that environment. So really what's happened is a lot of people were saved the ignominy of going to Wrigley Field and in sitting and freezing their asses off and watching the Cubs hit poorly because what they got are a lot of guys who love playing baseball in the warmth but do not like playing baseball at all in the cold. Anthony Rizzo from down there in the Fort Lauderdale area, right? Plantation or whatever. He likes it when it's warm. You see it every year. He heats up as the weather heats up. Chris Bryant from Vegas heats up as the weather heats up. Javi Baez, same deal. Got a lot of hot weather guys who really get the bats smoking when you get to the summer months. But before then, you go to Wrigley, you see a lot of 3-2, to 2-1 two, two to one ball games. And who the hell is that fun for, Right. You know, as you're sitting there in the cold, you'd like to be up and down and up and down. Home runs, hey, cheering, keep the blood flowing. 2-1 games, your blood's not flowing. You're sitting there watching baseball, which is fun when it's warm. But when it's cold, a 2-1 game, is the, that makes Wrigley the worst place on the face of the earth because it is just absolutely frigid. So anyway, that's sports, nothing but sports. I think that collegiate athletes just need to take a deep breath and understand that sometimes life doesn't work out the way you'd like. And I think the Cubs fans who aren't at Wrigley Field today ought to be thankful that they're not there because they would be freezing. I think Ricky uh, Ricky Lindo, Jr. of Maryland, I think he needs to take a deep breath and not worry so much about transferring and understand that sometimes staying where you are is exactly the right thing. I don't know what his situation is at Maryland. Maybe it's untenable and he needs to go. I have no idea. But I think that oftentimes we run from adversity when we should nut up and attack adversity and try to overcome it. I hate to see people transfer. One of the things I'm really proud of my son for is he stuck it out all four years at Loyola. Didn't play a gob in any of those years. And as time went on, it became clear he wasn't going to play a lot. I don't know exactly what happened. But he wasn't going to play a lot. And and so it was what it was. And he stayed and he hunkered down and he worked his ass off and did everything he could to make it impossible for the coach to ignore him. I think that's the way you go about your business. You don't cut and run from adversity. You find a way through it. And in doing that, you prepare yourself to do that down the road because, baby, adversity is coming. Professional, personal adversity is coming for us all. And if you haven't had a couple of dry runs through adversity, God help you when you get there uh, eventually. Obi Toppin, congratulations, NABC Player of the Year. Anthony Grant, NABC Coach of the Year. Luca Garza, Defensive Player of the Year. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. Bright and early at 8 o'clock, and then at 8.15, we do it again on Periscope. Tomorrow, I'm going to be giving away an autographed basketball from a historic Indiana Pacer or Pacers coach. We gave one away today. It was a Jermaine O'Neal panel ball with his jersey name, number, the Pacers logo. It is a beautiful piece. We uh, And then Friday, we're going to give away a commemorative Adam Vinatieri football. It commemorated 
his being the all-time leading scorer in NFL history. Doing that all week, because why the hell not? We got him laying around. Why not give him to people who will love him, put him in a man cave, have a great time. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.